Welcome to Agent of Wealth Podcast with Mark Boudis from Boudis Financial. In this podcast, Mark helps small business owners and retirees overcome the multiple wealth planning challenges involved in your financial life. We do this by creating comprehensive wealth management plans to guide you towards financial freedom, ensure you never run out of money, and help create a balance in life that prioritizes what is most important to you. Join us for this journey as Mark draws from years of expertise and guest experts to solve the multiple wealth planning issues involved in your financial life. Hello and welcome to the Agent of Wealth podcast with Mark Boudis from Boudis Financial. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Good morning, Mark. Great. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I'm really excited. This podcast is our your inaugural podcast. This is where we get to ask you questions for your audience to get to know you. Are you ready? Let's get going. Yep. All right. For those of you in the audience, the first half of this podcast is, is questions about Mark, how he got established in business, some of his thoughts and philosophies. And then the second half is all about Mark personally. So you're really going to get an opportunity to know him and, and uh, find out what he's all about. So let's get started. Mark, why did you decide to work in financial services? Tell us a little bit about your history. Sure. Yeah, I think I, I probably became attracted to financial services from the investing side of things. As a kid, I, I loved to research baseball statistics and analyze different trends with the players and teams. When I got into college, I took a couple of classes on investments and portfolio management, and my research changed to focus on analyzing stock and company financial data. I got my degree in math, started working for a large Wall Street institution, uh, left there about 10 years ago, started my independent practice, and quickly realized that there's more to providing advice than just managing investments. Absolutely. No, I totally understand. With that information, who do you work with and what is your specialty? A lot of my clients tend to be small business owners and retirees. I think each group is unique with some of the financial challenges that they face. For example, small business owners, they have, a lot of times they have variable income. So mm -hmm. one month they may close a lot of deals, their income may skyrocket, and then the next month nothing may come in and they may have no income. So one of their challenges is figuring out how do they smooth out that income, how do they build a paycheck so that they can pay their bills and put food on the table. Business owners also have to put their own benefits package together. They don't have an HR, a lot of times they don't have an HR department that says, you know, do this, helps them figure out this piece of coverage or this retirement plan or this insurance package. And where I come in is to help them weed through or filter out all the different options and figure out which, which one makes sense for, for them. And then the other thing with small business owners is that a, they're, they're laser focused on growing and managing their business. So they don't have time to, to really pay wholehearted attention to their personal finance and they do enjoy or do feel the need to outsource it to someone where where I can help with them. Now, retirees is the other area that I work with a, a lot and they have similar but different challenges. A lot of times with someone who's retiring, they're going from working for the past 40 years, having a consistent paycheck and flipping that switch and that paycheck stops. So now they have to figure out how do I how do they utilize all of the assets that they've built up, the pension, social security, 401ks, IRAs, savings, and recreate that paycheck and, uh, and to ensure that they don't run out of money, that they focus on taxes, inflation, rising healthcare expenses, and market volatility, and how do they combat all of those to, uh, to, to really live the life that they've, they've dreamed about in retirement. Well, those, those two groups are near and dear to my heart, for sure, because number one, as you know, Mark, I'm a small business owner, as, as you are. You hit the nail on the head with all those things. And the second thing is, I really hope to be retired one day. So I appreciate what you're doing. Why don't you uh, kind of tell our audience what you actually do for your clients? 
Sure. I guess so the first thing is I, I try and treat each client as if they were their personal finances if, as if it was their own business, right? So kind of put that foundation together, put that family balance sheet detailing what, what their assets are, what their liabilities are. Then we want to really create an income statement. So see what money is coming in each month and where is it going? And from there, we can, you know, once we understand that, we can put that roadmap together mm-hmm. and we'll look at what they're trying to do. They may want to retire at 55 or have enough money to put their kids through college or buy a second home or generate some passive income or, you know, achieve financial freedom or buy an investment real estate property. And all of those things take money, take resources, and we really have to kind of put a map together prioritize them and and figure out what actually needs to be done. It's great to have a goal, but there needs to be an action plan and, you know, detailing what they need to do to to actually achieve those goals. Absolutely. So obviously it sounds like your your ideal clients are uh, small business owners and you said pre-retirees. Can you give us kind of an age range of of your ideal client for the the folks that are looking to retire? What when should they be starting to contact you? About what age? Yeah, so I guess you know, any time we talk about retirees and and at what age should people focus on retirement? And the reality is, you should focus in your twenties when you start working. That's when you should start. <laughs> that would be ideal, assets. right? <laughs> yeah, that'd be <laughs> but, great. But um, I remember me at twenty, I wasn't thinking about it a whole lot. So <laughs> how do you bridge that gap? Yeah, it's you know it's it's challenging. You you think okay, I can just put it off another year. I'm young. I'm not going to retire for 40, 50 years. And you know you can I'll, I'll take care of it next year. Next year becomes five years and mm-hmm. and ten years. And I can't tell you how many people I've met in their 50s and 60s that say I wish I would have done this or I wish I would have yep. done that. Yep. A lot of times I'll use this you know uh, an analogy of a three-legged stool where everyone thinks okay, it's just my return on money or the amount that I save. And and reality is that it's the time that you start saving because of compounding interest, that's really the biggest benefactor to how well your retirement is or how much money you'll have saved for for retirement. So as far as starting, you know, when should someone start thinking about retirement? It's as early as possible. But as far as, you know, to really start thinking about that, building that retirement paycheck and, you know, some of the things that come along with retirement with Social Security and Medicare, Mm -hmm. it's really, you know, 50, 55, 60, that, you know, that, that age range is probably the most optimal time to start thinking about it. Mark, how do you acquire your new clients then? So I, I think you know, and it, it's it's different now than it than it was at at first. I think a lot of it now is is word of mouth and referrals. I have a lot of great co- clients that are constantly introducing me to family members, friends, colleagues. I offer a free second opinion to anyone where I'll take a look and provide feedback on what they're doing with their finances and investments. Uh, I've also hosted uh, a lot of educational seminars at local libraries around topics like Social Security and Medicare. And I, I try and write a lot now, um, whether it's blogging, newsletter articles, or just you know, research on topics that come up when, in interactions with clients. A couple of years ago, I wrote a book titled The Retirement Fitness Challenge, which was a compilation of different facets of finance that I helped retirees with. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned seminars. What other client education do you do? So education, I think, is a is a big a big part of what I do. The the media constantly blasts us with, you know, it, it's basically hitting us with a fire hose of of information. And and I really try and help clients filter out that noise so they know what's really important and what's you know stuff that they can ignore. And I think the uh, the financial industry is also notorious for making things more complex than they than they need to. So mm-hmm. I try and simplify things so that they're easily understood and that we can make a you know whatever financial decision comes up we have the right information to 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 make the the right decision 
knowing advisors as I do, I've worked with advisors for, for many, many years. I know that seminars can't be pulled off alone usually. So Mark, who's on your team and what do they do? Yeah, so I actually have a new client service associate, uh, Victoria, joining the team next week, and she'll be supporting me to provide better service to our clients. We have an all hands-on-deck mentality at the, the company where we really all of us help out in, in any area that, that needs it. Great. Thanks for introducing us like that, Mark. What do you do in the community? Uh, so my, my community inv- involvement has been more and more through my kids. Coached my daughter's soccer team last year, nice. and sure as my sons get older, I'll get more and more involved helping out with the sports and other things that they get involved with. What designations do you have or advanced education? We talked about how you educate your clients, but how are you educated? So I'm a big believer in continuous education and net to never stop learning. I try and read one book a week, and I've been able to do that wow. pretty consistently for the past 10 years. Uh, yeah, at one point, I think I was just reading just to check off that I finished the book and didn't really get anything from it. Mm-hmm. But now I make it a point to not just read read a book, but I try and hold myself accountable to taking a few things that I learn in each book and actually executing on them to make uh, an improvement in one area in my life or in my practice. That's great. So what is your financial philosophy? Uh, so I have a couple of principles that I think shape my financial philosophy. The first one, and which I try and, and really hit home with the clients I work on, is to save more than you spend. And there are a couple of books, uh, The Millionaire Next Door and The Richest Man in Babylon, where that's the main focus of the book. And they claim that that's the biggest indicator of financial success. The, the second principle is to really quantify, manage, understand the risk associated with your investments. And I think there are really three risks that everyone needs to understand. understand. The first one is the risk that you're currently taking with the investments that you have. The second one is the risk that you are comfortable taking with your investments. So, and by comfortable, I mean that you know when the markets start fluctuating, at what point do you start losing sleep and want to sell everything? And we really want to understand what that threshold is. And then the third is the risk that someone should be taking to hit their goals, right? So you may say, I want to be as conservative as possible, but on the other side, you have a retirement goal of retiring at 65. And to do that, yeah, there may need to be some risk that, that you do take with the, with those investments. So, you know, it's really quantifying and understanding that. I'm also a big believer in stress testing your investment portfolio. How will it hold up if we see another event like 2008 or if interest rates continue to go up? And uh, Mike Tyson has a, a famous quote where he says, everyone has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. <laughs> and so our investment plans actually include how to handle getting punched in the mouth. And so, you know, it's it's something that, that I think we should all do is stress test them and, and see, you know, what, what they will do over time and what, what we can expect and how we can manage our expectations from it. The last belief I have is to track and measure your progress. And it's not just whether your investment account is going up or how fast is it going up and what your return is, but also to track and meet your goals. You know, and, and we talked about earlier, your goal may be to retire at a certain age or put your kids through college. And, you know, even though that goal may be 15, 20, 30 years away, you want to know now, are you on track to, to achieve that? And if not, what do you have to do mm-hmm. to, to get back on track? So those are, those are the areas of my, my financial philosophy. Nice. 
Now we're into my favorite area, the personal questions. Are you ready to go with this? <laughs> sure. All right. Mark, when you're not working, what do you do for fun? As a small business owner myself, I go through the same work-life balance challenges that the small business owners I work with have. Yep. But whenever I get some free time, I'm really trying to spend it outside with my three kids. I have my, my daughter, Charlotte, is five. My son, Harry, is two. And my third child, Wyatt, is seven months. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. I bet they're a bit of a handful right now at these ages. Yeah, they definitely are. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, I know that at, at those ages specifically, dad is the hero, right? That is, that is, yeah. uh, that is dad's role. Who is yeah. your hero? So it's the same, same answer for me. My hero is my father. He's someone I could always count on. He's a great role model and on how I should be a father to my kids. So it's definitely my father. That's outstanding. Okay. Here's a, here's a question that I know that as, as a married man, my wife and I have talked about before. It's, it's kind of fun to imagine and think about these things. So, Mark, now I'm going to ask you, if you had all the money you ever needed, what would you do? <laughs> so I remember being asked this question a long time ago, probably when I was in grammar school. And I think my answer at that time was I wanted to be the shortstop of the Yankees. <laughs> you can but buy now, your way right in there. <laughs> now, if you ask me that question, I think it would change slightly and I'd want to buy the Yankees and, and own the Yankees or another sports team. Oh man, that, that would be awesome. And you know, you used to be able to buy your way into being the shortstop. Now it's just hard yeah, enough to buy well, a ticket. <laughs> so that, that would be, so it, would it be the Yankees? It would probably be the Yankees. That's the, the team, that my favorite team. All right. all right. I can't fault you for that, although they are the uh, the opposite of my team. But that's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll move on from that. Uh, all right. Uh, Mark, who's your favorite person in history? And tell us why. I've always been attracted to people who came from nothing to build something, were passionate about what they did, and, and tried to make a difference. And I've read a lot of biographies. Uh, two of my favorite ones were, were ones on uh, Ben Franklin and Steve Jobs. Mm. And they actually they both happen to be the, the one who wrote those biographies, the same same author. Wow. Those are two great examples of, of folks that were successful in, in different ways, obviously, and in mm. different complete time periods. Drawing from those two, I bet you have uh, quite a bit of thought on this next question. What is your idea of success? Yeah, so I know this is in the personal section, but I'm actually going to trans transition it to the professional section. And there, there are many ways to define success, but... I think by far the most satisfying thing about what I do is when I get done with a meeting or a call with a client and they tell me how much better they feel about mm -hmm. what's going on financially or how relieved they are about a particular topic. And money and finances are extremely emotional, extremely stressful. So knowing that, I'm, that I am making a difference in some people's lives, it's extremely gratifying. Fantastic. What is one thing you recommend to most clients, family, or friends? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I like food, so it's probably restaurants. Uh, <laughs> All um, right. I'm in Montclair, New Jersey, which is it's a, a town about 15 miles west of New York City. And there are a lot of good food options here, whether you're looking for pizza, steak, seafood, or pretty much you can get anything. All right. Here's our opportunity to get a sponsor for these podcasts. <laughs> give, give, us a, give us a recommendation. What restaurant? Uh -huh. if, you had, if you were going out tonight, what restaurant would you go to? So one of my favorites, it's, it's uh, Pure Pita, which is it's a Mediterranean restaurant in town. All right. That sounds, that sounds pretty good. Mark, what is your mantra, motto, or something you say to yourself to keep you focused and on track? So I, I don't know if I have a specific mantra or motto, but one, one thing I'll, uh, you know, if I ever need to get myself focused or back on track, I'll refer back to a, a story or uh, an experience from my, from my childhood. My, when I was a kid, my father coached a soccer team in town and I was probably four or five at the time and too young to actually play on the team. Mm -hmm. 
but he, he brought me to practice all the time. And I remember one day a couple of the older kids took the soccer ball from – took my soccer ball and were playing keep away with it. And I thought, OK, I'll tell my father. He's the coach and he'll tell the kids to give me the ball back. Well, when I did that, he didn't do that. He didn't tell the kids to give me the ball back. He said, if you want the ball, go get it yourself. So I think I sprinted for – it had to be 20 – at least 20 minutes back and forth trying to get the ball back uh, while they're playing keep away. Mm-hmm. And you know, finally – I was able to get that ball back, exhausted and, and tired. But the lesson I learned was how important it is to have a strong work ethic and that no one is going to give you anything. If you want, and if you want something, you have to go out and get it yourself. What, is your, what would you say is your proudest achievement? So definitely having my three kids, without doubt. Care to expand on that? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's an achievement because you, 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 know, you don't really think about the, the experience or the, the love for, for your family or for your children you know, you seeing them born was, was definitely, you know, a great experience and, and one that I'll think never, I'll never top. Yeah. There's nothing like it. Absolutely. You just, you're, you're never prepared for how much it, it affects your life. Truly. Yeah, that's true. All right, Mark, you have the attention of a ton of people who should listen to this podcast and how should they reach out to you or your office? Yeah, I think anyone who's looking to improve their finances will find value in the podcast. And the easiest way to connect with me is on my website, which is boutusfinancial.com. All of our contact info on the site. And there's also a link where anyone can schedule a call with us. All right, Mark, thank you so much. I appreciate all your time today and, and answering all those questions. Thank you, audience, for listening to today's podcast. The Agent of Wealth with Mark Boutus of Boutus Financial. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Mark comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device, which makes it so much easier to share this with your friends and family or anybody you know that could use his advice and and get some true quality, true wisdom um, from Mark and his firm. Thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Boutus Financial, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Agent of Wealth podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Boutis Financial. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment and financial planning.